Why weren't you an elf practice? <laughs> oh, please. You ever see the, like, he's the, a express, yeah, the expression tyrant. on his face when he's picking on those elves? Yeah. Hi, it's Jack. horrible. Yeah, and he's like an overseer. He really is. The last person I saw like acting like him was maybe in like the Ten Commandments when they were had forcing the stolen. Yeah, remember they they were built, forcing the people to build the pyramids and the dude was over there like yelling at them. That's what that was like. Yeah. And it was a to- it was the toy shop up on the up in the North Pole. This is our Christmas episode. It is. A lot of you have asked us to talk about Rudolph, um, which we've been planning to do. Actually, we. I used to have a podcast a long time ago, and I dug up some of our old recordings, and we actually talked considerably about Rudolph and some other did. cartoons. I'm not sure we can actually add much to what we said. I thought that that was pretty complete. Yeah, all right. Well, so is there, but there were a few things that well, you wanted what to... what I wanted to say about the Rudolph uh, uh, special, that there, there's a spoiler in the opening credits of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that should clue you in that something's... Not quite right. Yeah, the whole thing in Christmas Town. Right. Yeah, yeah, things are going wrong in Christmas Town because the copyright on that movie, if you look at it carefully, uh-huh. is actually not 1964, which was the year it was made. Okay. The copyright date that's printed on the uh, uh, Christmas tree is 1164. Wow, someone really messed that up. Yeah, what, do some, they not know Roman numerals? Well, that I'm assuming that because they left one of the M's out, which is a symbol for a thousand. So it should have said MCM, which would have been 1900 because that's like 100 So what you're 2, saying 000. is people could make the off-brand toys and uh, well, get away with Well, they can that. because it, it, if the copyright is 1164, it expired a long time ago. And apparently you, uh, you can't appeal on the basis of a typographical error. So That's yeah, dumb. yeah. So really? you can't. I guess you can't. I think that because like some of the major characters in music is all copyrighted elsewhere. Right. You couldn't use that, but I think you could probably take a, uh, a, a one of the characters and just spin your own thing, and they wouldn't be able to come after you. All right. Well, here is our flashback to our previous podcast. Don't you mean the ghost of podcast past? I guess so. Here it is. Like, what's the worst thing that you've ever gotten as a Christmas gift? What is it? Uh, Nana used to give me underwear, like Little Mermaid panties and stuff for Christmas. all wrapped up. But the thing that was awful about it was that, like, first of all, what kid's going to get excited about getting that as a Christmas gift? Right. But also, what we used to do is we used to sit around a table as a family, and everybody would have to open the gift and then, like, present it. Right. You know? Because people would be like, oh, what'd you get? Show everybody. And it's like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm, like, eight years old or whatever, and I'm holding up a box of, like, Little Mermaid panties that are, like, labeled for the day of the week. And it's like, my cousins were boys, so, of course, they made fun of me for it. Well, it's interesting you say that because I, the thing that comes to my mind is one of the worst gifts I've ever received. Was I had an aunt and uncle who would do that. They would go out and buy like a three-pack of Fruit of the Loom briefs and then wrap it in really nice Christmas wrap and put bows on it and everything. So when you're a kid and you get that stuff, you're opening it up. You have to figure, well, this is, I don't know what it is because it's soft. But maybe it's like some inflatable thing or you, you think there's like some toy in there. And then you open it up in front of them and it's briefs. Yeah. You know, it's like you're eight years old. It's like, wh- why would you get excited about somebody getting you briefs? After a while, you realize that these people just were either very cheap, which I, they were, and they sucked <laughs> at picking out gifts.
Not that this was cheap, but Grandpa got me weird gifts. When I was a kid, he used to just get me Beanie Babies. Yeah, he thought that that was like an investment for the future. Yeah. Your mother wrote me savings bonds. Yeah, that's good. And your father gave me Beanie Babies. You're better off with the savings bonds. Yeah, because those turn into actual money. Now, I know you have very strong feelings about Beanie Babies, so I I thought I would... I have strong feelings about collectibles that have no intrinsic value. Okay. So, like that... uh, what was that, Chucky, the beaver or whatever, that stuff, no matter what they try to say, is never going to be worth anything. I don't care. But Beanie Babies, actually, there was sort of a pyramid of worth, no you know, because no at the top, yeah. you had the ones with, like, the purple tags or whatever. That was just bullshit. That was created by people who marketed it here in America. I mean, think of that. Think of who has control over what those factories in China were producing. Do you think that, like, Soupy the Squid was really that rare? Like, how would you control that? You don't know. They could do a run at the factory in Beijing and produce 10 million of those. Uh-huh. And there were people here fighting over them in, in, the, in the markets. Uh, oh, I have, I have the squid. It's worth, you know, very rare. Oh, it has a green tag. There was, like, some Chinese mastermind saying, uh, we'll just put, like, an orange tag on it next week. And that'll like make them buy it all over again because they don't have it with the people probably tag. did. They did. It yeah. was brilliant. And then they were producing catalogs in America telling you what this stuff was worth. It wasn't worth anything. It's worth nothing. <laughs> I looked online actually to try to sell them. Yeah. What did you see? They weren't worth nothing. Anything. Right. Yeah. Everybody who has any collectible like that fools themselves for a long time into thinking that stuff's going to be worth something someday or there's great value in it. Uh, and then when they try to sell it all, it's all worth nothing. I mean, they were cute, but I didn't think they were all that fun. My mother collected these Sebastian miniatures, and I went online and checked that out because she was telling me that when anything happened to her, I should collect all these miniatures and bring them somewhere and cash them in. Like, there's a miniature depot. You're going to go in and, like, cash out. Uh, I don't know. There are elves there. They're going to cash you out. And I looked online, and it's like you couldn't get the money back that she paid for them. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Even going back to like the 30s when they were manufacturing the stuff in the 30s, maybe then you could break even. So but if it, you were going to make an investment in that way and you had to sort of choose, are you, are you going to invest your money in, say, something like Roman coins or, or Beanie Babies? Yeah, I'd go for the Roman coins because at least no matter what, you have a scrap of silver, some gold there. Uh, there's something that has some intrinsic value. Yeah, it's the same with all those plates, those collectible plates, those collectible whatever glasses, and you're not going to get your money back. Yeah, they're just preying on your on your belief that you're going to make some kind of a score or something. Yeah, you know when somebody tells you, "Oh, this is a limited edition of four million, uh, don't invest in it." Okay. Yeah, so th- that's that's where I'm at with that stuff. That's why you didn't get any Beanie Babies this year. What did What did you get from me this year? What did I get from you? Yeah, what did I get? I got some fossilized tortoise uh, poop. Yeah. Yeah, which was actually a very interesting gift. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it came in its own, like, packaging, and it uh, described uh, the whole process of uh, how tortoise shit gets fossilized. It was, it was very interesting. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, that was very good. And, uh, and the gift cards were, were a nice gift. Thank you. Now, we don't have an elf on the shelf. Yeah, no, Elf on the Shelf, we keep out of here because that thing's kind of creepy. 
you don't you you're actually actively actually, against somebody actually lent me an elf on the shelf and i had nothing against it honestly in terms of using it around the house but i just forgot to use it but there's something creepy about given like all the stuff that's gone on recently about government surveillance and the FISA court <laughs> There's like this, there would be this elf who's just like moving around your house without your consent. And that's kind of creepy. And what's he doing? He's like observing. Yeah, because he reports back to Santa. Right, and so like he's reporting back to someone what you're doing in the privacy of your house. And I find that creepy. And the fact that like that elf on the shelf is moving around from room to room. Yeah. Because it's like you go in the bathroom in the morning, like he's sitting in there. What do you say? (laughs) Well, I don't think you're supposed to say anything. Well, I would. I'd say, what are you doing in here? And he's like, oh, I'm just watching for Santa. Yeah, well, I don't... Could you watch somewhere else? Because I'm going to like go to the bathroom. So you think he's a perv? I think there's like a potential for perver- perversity. Yeah, because who's authorizing him uh, to come in and violate your privacy like that? Would you want him in there watching you while you were you know, going to the dump? bathroom? You no, know, I wouldn't. Showering? I would not want to take a dump in front of a... Yeah, or like you get in bed with your boyfriend and like you feel something and, and then it's like... You look and he's like lying between you in the bed <laughs> in that stupid elf costume. This reminds me of what you used to say about Bob from Baba Pedic. <laughs> you buy the furniture and bring it home and he's like stashed away in some secret compartment. You said that if I ever... Now you told me when I was a little kid hmm. that if I bought a Baba Pedic yeah. that I was going to wake up to him naked standing <laughs> over me <laughs> with, with a knife. knife. Saying, how do you like my Baba Pedic? Yeah, yeah. That's... well, I mean, what's to prevent him from doing something like Elf on the Shelf and slipping <laughs> into a secret compartment in the mattress, and then he comes out later? It's Just brilliant. to clarify, though, are we talking about the guy or that, like, claymation version of him on the commercial? Oh, I didn't know there was a difference. I thought it was the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, the claymation version would have an easier time getting in the mattress. Yeah. You know, so that's it. It's like that whole, but all of it with Santa that he's watching... And he's making like those types of judgments. It's like it's a lot of surveillance if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Santa's been depicted in some not so friendly light. No, did you watch Rudolph today? I did watch yeah. Rudolph today. Did yeah. Yeah, Santa's re- really comes off. He's uh, a dick. Yeah, he is a dick in that. He's a dick because he's running that place like I I don't know. It's the industrial revolution was alive and well at the North Pole, if you looked at that, because they basically had a whole slave underclass mm-hmm. manufacturing all those toys and doing all that work for him. Right. And then they had to come out and sing for his entertainment, which was really bad. He right? was so rude, yeah. too. Yeah, and he he was just... a, yeah, yeah. He, he really could care less. He was just bored while they were singing. And at least Mrs. That. Claus, you know, she's clapping yeah, her Yeah, she's hands. trying to make up, up for the difference. But, I mean, think of how much that, that woman must have been suffering. Yeah, and then it's like, look at how they treated the reindeer. It's like you don't measure up. It's like he's styling in a certain way, and if you don't look the way he wants you to, you're, you're out. out. Yeah, and yeah. it's not like well, we can't use you today. It's like the you're whole, out. You're yeah, out, you're ostracized. ostracized. No yeah. one's uh, you, you, no one's even going to look at you or talk to you anymore. You're now on the outside with that snowman. For whatever reason, he was <laughs> right. Cast Why isn't out. he yeah, allowed he in the castle? Out. Yeah, he's. It's not even that he's not allowed in the castle. He's actually far away. Right. 
they keep him outside. Right. So what did he do? You yeah. got to wonder. Yeah, there was something going on there. But yeah, so if I you think look he at, killed and ate a, a reindeer. It's possible. Because that they probably have like a no kill thing on well, them. Well, it crossed my mind that maybe Santa, when Mrs. Claus was fattening him up, <laughs> you know, some of those reindeers that don't cut it in that practice, <laughs> uh, maybe he tells that head elf to get out the sharpening steel and. Uh, then you can wake up the next morning and say, where's Blitzen? Well, he, uh, he left. <laughs> He's on a special mission for Santa. Hermie. Yeah. What's interesting about Hermie now, out of all of the elves, he should feel lucky because he was blessed with good hair. Most of them are bald. Yeah, they were all bald, but he And was, he had a beautiful head of hair. Right, he did, yeah. And that I wouldn't take that for granted in the elf world. I mean, I bet he gets a lot of elf snatch with, just with that hair. <laughs> Probably. Well, if I was a girl elf in that so town, you're, so you're, I'd say, oh, look, this guy's bald, this guy's bald, this guy's so bald. So what you're saying is you're... This guy's got a beautiful head of hair. I'm going to do him. Right. So you're saying you're cartoon crushing on, on Hermie? No, I'm just saying that if I was All a right, female elf... All right. I just elf, wanted to get this right because I, I know you've got to think for dentists. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go down that road. That yeah, no, but the other thing ago. about Hermie that I finally figured out was when they go to the island of misfit toys and all those toys are fucked up, mm. uh, who's the number one suspect for having fucked up all those toys? Hermie, right. right because yeah. he was the one elf who couldn't meet his quota and wasn't paying attention. You could see him like putting the square wheels on the train. And uh, what did he do to that doll? She cried jello or something. I don't know what <laughs> what that was all about. What? And that boat that wouldn't float. She didn't cry jello. She just cried. <laughs> oh, there was a, a like a little squirt gun. Squirt gun. Yeah, it's squirt grape jelly. jelly yeah. Which I never understood. Like she why you just couldn't jello. clean. I I never understood why you just couldn't clean that squirt gun out and fill it with water. It's like why was that thing incarcerated on that island for I that? I think it's a little sick that that lion was like ruling everybody. Well, too. but there again, it's like if you look at the message they were sending kids it's like you are either you either meet a standard of perfection or you're either an outcast social outcast until they can find some use for you either to guide the sled or as food or you end up on an island which was sort of like an asylum almost for misfits yeah and you're not getting off you can't get off that island because because it's surrounded by like harsh iceberg ridden seas yeah and the abominable snowman so i mean when you were a kid that like what kind of a message was that it's like you better conform uh or you're out well that's the big message of society though isn't it i mean isn't that the overarching message of human life i don't think that much about it around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we talked about Hermie. we talked about i think now one of the things i think about it is that i, I think it's so wrong that they took uh bumble's teeth out yeah, really. There again, it's like what on where was this their moral authority to do that? They didn't give him like anesthesia. Well, I guess he was knocked. They out. They knocked him out with a rock. Yeah, and is Hermie going to be doing that in his dental practice? I don't know. That's not going to fly. But the fact that he threatened their lives did that justify that though? In the end, I mean, we feel bad for because they bring him back to Christmas Town and he's kind of ref he's, he's reformed. No yeah, they yeah. reformed him basically by ripping all his teeth out with no <laughs> anesthetic. Can you imagine how much pain he was in for days afterwards? And it's then terrible. they bring him back, and now his new job is he's not going to be wandering around the North Pole anymore as the as the Yeti. Now his job under Santa's rule is he can put the star on top of the Christmas tree. Can you and then imagine? He goes, stands outside with the snowman when they're done with him. Can you imagine Hermie applying to dental school? 
like what his you know or his resume to work as a dentist well a tough i used time, to though, because i it... used to make toys and one time <laughs> i hit this guy with a rock and i ripped all his teeth out <laughs> can yeah. i have a job please and he'd have to stand on your chest while he did the work which would be pretty bad too <laughs> imagine he's got a foot on your chin as he's yanking one of your teeth out yeah no it's bad i wouldn't go there yeah no i mean the only the... i've had a you know I've had a lot of problems with, you say I like dentists, but I've had a fair share of problems with human dentists. Yeah. And I, you know, I wouldn't go see him. Yeah, no, that's true. I wouldn't, unless, unless there was some magic involved. But I, he didn't seem like he was possessed of that much magic, given the troubles he was having up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is Rudolph your favorite? No, well, I like the Rudolph uh, uh, thing because I remember when it first aired. I remember the very first version of it when it aired. But I also remember the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, thing. I love special. Charlie Brown. That was a good one. And I, I remember that uh, because I went to church the next day with my dad, and they were talking about that uh, in church on the Sunday morning. The priest was using it as a basis for uh, his sermon. But uh, again, if you look at that, there's some fucked up stuff going on in that Charlie Brown Christmas Carol too. The because, social dynamic. Right. He's another Rudolph in a way because he's a total tool and an outcast until they can find you, uh, until he does sort of like, they find a use for him in a way. Well, and when he was, walk, when he went out and got the Christmas tree, right. it's like, where's he getting the money for that? Right. Yeah. You knew that was like, you right. wonder like how well that would translate into any urban situation like how urban kid because i grew up in the inner city yeah and the idea that like i'd be out walking around at night by yourself by myself or with somebody like linus who wasn't carrying a weapon <laughs> i mean other than that blanket uh you weren't just, you weren't going to do that you know you're going to wait for the sun to come out you'd have to have the iron right right the iron right, knuckles you know, right you need to be in a group of kids like you know street urchins on the bicycles and stuff and making a lot of noise and then you might feel confident enough to get out there and like pick out a christmas tree and bring it back to some and then they were going back to that hall there was nobody there no adults there yeah right unless there was an adult and they were operating the lights i don't know lights please <laughs> just there's like a real absence of parents parental and I, oversight I feel like that's why so much bullying happened happens. right yeah right. there was like constant bullying it's terrible yeah. actually yeah. yeah they treated him like he was he was totally miserable that kid yeah that's that's awful yeah um what about grandma got run over by a ranger that's that I don't classic. even consider you consider that a classic that song <laughs> sucks and didn't they make a cartoon version yeah, they of that right and the drawing in that cartoon was so bad yeah. That it's like, I don't know, it makes me want to vomit. I can't watch cartoons that are that badly drawn and that had like no storyline. Every now and then, see, people keep trying to cook up classics. Well, the Hey Arnold, hey Arnold Christmas movie is a classic. That's no classic. There's no way. Why don't you like that no, show? No, it's just more bad drawing. Uh, they're trying to cook up classics and it's very hard to do because the, the, the real classics weren't done self-consciously. Right. You know, it's well, I don't like think when, you can decide. It's oh, like when Rick asks Ice T, what do you think, Ice? Too developed? Yeah. When get swifty? Yeah. Because it's like when you're trying to do it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. I think my favorite, like, Christmas, well, I don't know, because I have a lot, but I really like Elf. Elf I, is good. I yeah. know there's some. We split. should call Will Fowler, see if they were trying to make a classic. Probably. Yeah, maybe. And they, they succeeded. Yeah. Alright, so I'm wrong. They did a good job. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. It makes me laugh every Christmas.
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our previous podcast clips there. And uh, I hope that you have a safe and happy holiday.